0: This is another podcast. It's me, your girl, Amanda. And tonight, I want to talk about being the default parent. I have been seeing the default parent stuff all over Instagram, all over TikTok lately. It must be, you know, in my in the Big brother in my phone because it's everywhere. However, I also think that it's coming up a lot for me because, Lately, I am feeling that, like, mental overwhelm, that exhaustion of being the default parent. So, for anyone who isn't entirely sure what the default parent is, the way I look at it is the default parent is generally the parent who takes, like, the brunt of everything. So, I am the default parent because I am the one who gets up in the night with the kids because they want me. I'm the one who kisses the boo-boos. I'm the one who puts the boo-boo cream on. I'm the one who bathes them even when it's my husband's turn to bathe them because they want me. I do it better. I do better bubbles. I play in the tub more, you know, whatever it is a lot of the times it's the kids like, I want mom, I want mom, I want mom. And I love it. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. There's so many times where, you know, I'm so grateful that I get to be that for them and I am their safe place and that, you know, they feel that, you know, I'm that person for them, but it's also really exhausting. So I'm going to tell you, A story I haven't told on here yet because this just recently happened, but parenting badge of honor, I think, is what I received last week. It really wasn't an honor, but I feel like this is like one of those things that it's like if you have done this and you survived it, it's like a story to tell. So I'm going to share it with you guys. So last Thursday... I get home from work. I had a really long day at work. For those of you that don't know, I do work full-time. I am a full-time working mom. I work in a cancer center, so a really busy cancer center. So I had worked I don't know, like nine hours that day, and I come home. I was home for 20 minutes. Like, I'm not kidding. I was home for 20 minutes, and my daughter shoved a button up her nose you heard me correctly. My daughter shoved a button up her nose. Okay. My almost four-year-old took this tiny little pink button, shoved it up her nose. She starts screaming. Now remember, I'm home for 20 minutes. Like I just got through the door. (laughs) We have not eaten dinner yet. She's screaming my nose, my nose, my nose. So I said to her, what is wrong with your nose? She full blown says, I put a hot pink button in my nose. <laughs> and I just looked at my husband and I'm like, she put a button in her nose. So he knew exactly where the button was from. Connor had brought it home from school. Ask me why. Like, I don't know. Is anybody else's kid that's in like JKSK bring home freaking garbage all the time? Because mine does. He brings home sticks and pine cones and literal like broken pieces of plastic. I don't know. I'm assuming he finds them on like the blacktop at school or something, I don't know, but Thursday was a button. Why? I don't know. Anyway, so he brought home this button. Scarlett gets a hold of it and shoves it up her nose. So, that was that. So, we pinned her down, we tried to look up there up her nose. We couldn't see it. And so, sure enough, okay. Off to ER we go. So, on the way down there, she starts coughing, choking, like just gagging, so dramatic. So, obviously the button is stuck in between her throat and her nose. And so we get to the ER and it was a seven hour wait, seven hours. I had to sit there. The hospital system got like 16 hours of my time that day and I was not paid for 16 of them. So yeah, after seven hours, we got the button out. Very traumatic for those of you who don't know, they actually put like a device that goes up the nose, down the throat to either push it through or bring it out with this like balloon thing. It was so traumatic. We had to pin her down, you know, hide all the buttons in your home because that was traumatic, but also Scarlett learned a very very important lesson that night and I don't think she's going to do it again. So I guess there's that. But back to being the default parent, you know, it's immediately my issue. So we have two kids you know, with the hospital, the way that it is, obviously I'm not going to bring both kids down with me. So my husband stayed home with Connor, but I am going down with Scarlett. She will not go with him. You know, she wants mom. She's scared of the doctor and this and that, and she wants mom. And I know a lot of you feel the same way. Like it's just kind of expected that mom's going to go. Also, it's not really expected, I guess, from my husband, but maybe from myself, but I'm also not going to like not go because I'm the mom. Like I need to, I need to know what's going on with my child. So that was like a big one for me. And I found myself a little frustrated about it. So I think like also being the default parent also brings in a lot of like resentment and frustration. Whether it's, you know, towards my husband who maybe isn't the default parent or to maybe another mom who doesn't have to be the default parent. I don't know, but there is this feeling of like resentment and stuff like that. And it goes through, it goes for the same thing like sickness. So I'm going to do a complete whole episode about Scarlett's GI issues, but we're having major GI issues with Scarlett and. Although my husband is wonderful at making sure she's taking her probiotics making sure she's drinking her magnesium, making sure the Restorilax goes in her belly, like whatever it may be, it's like always like, did you do it? Hey, did you do this? Hey, did you do this? And it's like something I have to constantly remind him because I am just that parent who is always thinking about what needs to be done. I'm always the parent who takes the kids to the doctor's appointments. My husband, let's get real. Husbands, they don't ask the right questions. If I was to send my husband to the doctor's appointment, say the kids were sick, he would just be like, Yeah, they're sick. He wouldn't know like the details. He wouldn't tell the doctor the details. Then he'd come out with like a prescription for an antibiotic or something and I'd be like, So what's wrong with them? He'd be like, I don't know. They're sick. We have a prescription like I'm, I know so many of you are relating to this because that's what they do whereas like moms we advocate for our kids we ask the questions we we know all of the details like I can tell you when Connor has a temperature like what the temperature probably is like every 4 hours right like it's just it's it's a lot we've had Connor's had an ENT appointment recently we've had hearing tests like I'm always that person that is going because number 1 I want to, but number two, my kids want me to, you know, Connor wouldn't have done as well through these tests. Scarlett would not have done as well with her blood test if Chris took her because they want mom. Mom is the default parent. Another thing that's like kind of been on my mind that I'm sure any of you that are working moms can relate to is as the default parent, I'm struggling a lot with guilt because I do work full time. So lately we've had a lot of sickness in our house and the kids have been sick and there is a lot of guilt on my end when I have to go to work and they're sick. But the reality is that I have to go to work and my husband is here with them and he's more than capable of taking care of them. However, they want me. You know, Connor was crying saying like, I don't want you to go to work. I want you to stay here. I want you to snuggle with me. It breaks my heart, but I have to go. And the other piece of that is... With work as the default parent, I also struggle with guilt because I have to leave work a lot. I've had to leave work because they're sick. I've had to leave work because of appointments. And yes, I do have a spouse who can pick them up from school when they're sick or who can take them to these appointments. But again, I'm the default parent. I'm the parent that they want. And I'm also the parent that wants to be there. I can't, I just can't allow my husband to do it, guys. He wouldn't do it as good as me. Let's get real. Sorry, Chris. But it's just, I find like being the default parent is amazing. And I love it. And I love being, like I said before, the safe place for my kids. I love being that, just that person for my kids. You know, that's what I've always wanted to be. However, it also comes with so much guilt, so much resentment, so much frustration. You know, it's just... It's a lot. I don't sleep because I'm the default parent. I don't have a full night's sleep. Chris gets up with the kids. They're screaming, I don't want you. I don't want you. I want mom. It's just, it's so much. Like I get up all hours of the night, even when I work the next day, because they want me. And it's just easier if I get up and go deal with it because I'm who they want. Chris gets up to help me. And they, they want me because they had a bad dream or they're sick or they have to go to the bathroom or just whatever it may be. Mom makes it better. And unfortunately, mom is the default parent. And, you know, this isn't a knock to anybody's like other half, anybody's spouse. Not even a knock to my spouse because Chris is amazing. But he is not me. So, That is something I think I will always struggle with and I know so many of you can relate because I know so many of you are also the default parent in your home and if you are, I just want you to know that you're not alone and if you are frustrated and resentful, you're not alone there either because this is so hard. Like being a parent is so incredibly hard but being a mom, I just feel like it is next level hard because we have different expectations of ourselves and there's also different expectations put on us as the parent whether you are a working mom or a stay-at-home mom those expectations are just different and you are always the default parent and being that default parent you are carrying a heavy load all the freaking time So if you are the default parent, I see you, you are doing an amazing job. And honestly, just keep going. It's worth it, but it's so hard. And when you are feeling resentful and when you are feeling frustrated, express those feelings to your spouse, tell them how frustrating this is for you. I know when I've done that with Chris, he'll actually tell the kids, you know what guys, No, like he's gotten up with the kids sometimes at night and be like, mom is tired. She needs to rest. I'm here. What do you need me to do? But I also have to make sure that I tell him those things. And if I don't tell him those things and I let that resentment build, it causes major issues. So if you are feeling resentment, if you have the space and the capacity to be able to do that, talk to your partner and ask for more help, explain to them how heavy that load is to carry to be the default parent, because it is so heavy. And realistically, you can't carry it alone all the time. It's, it's not possible. One day you will break carrying that load. So ask for help if it's possible for you. Yeah. And that's it on the default parent, guys. Being the default parent is hard, I hope none of your children are going to shove buttons up their nose anytime soon. We have also lost our front teeth in this house. Connor lost his, well, he lost one front tooth. The other one is literally hanging by a thread. So probably by the time this uh, comes out tomorrow, he'll have no front teeth. And that's really exciting because they've been like hanging and gross and it's just been like grossing me the hell out. So if any one of you like also is dealing with like the teeth thing, ugh it's just gross. It's, I forgot how gross losing teeth is and the little teeth and how frustrating it is. And yeah, I don't like it. Don't like it at all. Anyway, I uh, hope you guys are having a really great Thursday. It's Friday, junior guys. We've almost made it to the end of the week. And uh, once again, if you have loved this episode, please share it on social media, tag me Please, if you're loving the podcast, go subscribe, rate, and write a written review. Every time you rate and review the podcast, it helps boost the podcast up, helps the podcast grow. If you know a mom who is struggling, share this podcast with them. And uh, that's it. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Talk to you soon. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Honest as a Mother podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you.